Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, the 25th of May, and the market doing okay today. Wall Street was up 186, NASDAQ up 1.4%, and the futures this morning were up 20, but we are up 51. And despite the Chinese making a significant effort to talk the iron ore price down, which they did quite a good job of last night, it was down 5.9%. The resources stocks, which fell quite hard yesterday, Fortescue was down 4.2% yesterday. It's up 2.2% today. Rio up 1.6%. BHP up 1.0%. That's despite the iron ore price dropping below $200 a ton. As the NDRC, the National Development and Reform Commission, which is China's state planner, announced after a meeting on Sunday with... Key players, they call them, from the iron ore, steel, copper and aluminium sectors. They interviewed them and made a statement on Sunday saying they were going to strengthen the supervision of commodity futures in the spot market. There would be zero tolerance for illegal activities and they'd increase inspections and investigations of abnormal transactions and they would resolutely investigate and punish violations of the law such as reaching agreements to implement monopolies, spreading false information, driving up prices and hoarding. So they want the iron ore price down. I think inflation has been creeping up in China and there's suggestions they are getting inflation conscious. But of course, what they can't do anything about is the long-term demand for iron ore from Chinese steel mills and quality iron ore from Australia in particular. In other words, it's not really the fault of the Australians. It is just a market and it is a strong market. So nobody getting too fussed about the Chinese wanting or talking the iron ore price down. But we have been recently just taking the top off our resources holdings. We neutralized them last week. That means we went from overweight to neutral weight and we're just taking a little bit more off the top at the moment. So going a little bit underweight. But as I say, despite that, you've got BHP, Rio and Fortescue all up today. So the market not too phased by this effort by the Chinese to talk commodity prices down. Otherwise, quite a strong market overnight. Gold up 0.4%, oil up 3.9%. Energy stocks not exactly flying along today only up a little bit. But perhaps the most interesting development overnight is Bitcoin seems to have bounced. Another Elon Musk tweet about holding meetings with miners, Bitcoin miners. He has said that he's not going to take Bitcoin as payment for Teslas because of the environmental impact of Bitcoin mining. Takes a lot of electricity. But he seems to be softening on that stance anyway. Bitcoin appears to be his plaything, up 15%. And today in the strategy piece, I have a few comments about sentiment indicators like Bitcoin, but I'll come to that in a minute. The other development today is talk of bet makers, which we've now got quite a large position in bet makers in the Marcus Day growth portfolio. That is up 6.4%. It was up 10% on talk of a deal with Tabcorp. All good. But I wrote an article last week, you probably remember, and repeated it in the weekend email about some sentiment indicators, things like Bitcoin, the ASX information technology sector, Afterpay, Tesla, and how they reflected the market's 
exuberance, rational or irrational, and how they had all been falling in a hole after the last couple of weeks. Well, they all seem to have bottomed in the last couple of days. Have a look at the charts in the strategy piece, but a slightly better tone generally. Looks like the markets could be going risk on again. APT, oh, actually it was up about 3.5%. It's only up 1.2% today. But Bitcoin bouncing information technology bouncing after pay bottoming a little bit tesla bottoming a little bit anyway sentiment indicators looking a little bit better on top of that you've also seen the vix volatility index which had been picking up in the last week or so falling again have a look at the chart in the strategy piece the one or the odd one out at the moment is the gold price usually gold does well when the market goes to hell and gold is doing well when the market isn't going to hell we recently bought a couple of gold stocks. Anyway, the gold price up 0.4% overnight and looks to have broken its downtrend. I've also included in the strategy piece today a host of charts in the resources sector from the iron ore price to the oil price, resources sector, Fortescue, BHP, mineral resources, copper price. The message here is despite this most recent sell-off, and there's doubtless a bit of a topping out in the resources sector itself and BHP and Rio and the iron ore price and Fortescue and mineral resources, it is not a big pivot point at this point. It seems to be just a move off the very top of the trading range. So nothing to really stress investors about it would worry a short-term trader but that's about it market is still the asx 200 that is is still very much in uptrend it's still two percent 2.1 percent below where it was pre-pandemic it is not a demanding level for the market despite the recovery from the lows last year and if anything at worst it's doing a bit of sideways movement in this lull, which is logical in this period between the US results season and our results season in August, the market does tend to quieten down a fair bit. And from higher levels, it's likely to go sideways, which is, what's it, which is what it's doing. I've also got a chart in the strategy piece today of the Australian 10-year bond yield. In the last week or so, it started to drift again. There is this rather comfortable trend of lower bond yields, which suggests that we're not really worrying about inflation. So to sum all that up, sum up the strategy piece, we're quietly positioning for a bit of a market top. Nothing major so far, just a loss of momentum. It's hard to see what could really topple the market at the moment. Inflation is hardly going to surprise us. Tapering is hardly going to surprise us. The US talked about tapering last week in their Fed minutes. So everyone knows it's, it's going to happen. So let's not get too worried about the downside momentum. It is negligible at the moment. We could just as easily resume a bull market and uptrend from here. But as the market has cooled, we have reduced our IT exposures, looking a bit silly today or the last couple of days. We took the top off our overweight positions in resources and we're probably going underweight this week. We bought some gold stocks. We're happy now with our cash settings. They're just over 10%. We seem to be going sideways in this news void period. Not much to not much to worry about. Right, a bit of stock stuff. ResMed, there was an upgrade by JP Morgan yesterday. Stock jumped 3.5%. We've had a look at that this morning. We are not convinced to buy it. Does seem to be coming off the bottom of a trading range. It is a good long-term stock, but it's certainly not cheap at the moment. 41.3 times. Five-year average is 29.8. So not dazzlingly cheap. 0.7% yield won't excite retirees. JP Morgan upgraded on expectations of of the launch of a new product called AirSense 
11, and they are suggesting that that could lead to consensus upgrades. The average broker target price is 5.4% above the current share price. It's just not looking exciting. It has had its outperformance over the pandemic. Brokers aren't that enthused. We'll just stand back for the minute. Meanwhile, CSL, we notice, is looking like it's breaking the downtrend. We do hold it, quite a big holding in it. If it breaks that downtrend, we might look at increasing the holding, but it's a fairly defensive sort of stock. It's not exactly a growth stock that's going to surprise on the upside, but it is now a play, and this is the interesting bit if you read the broker research, it's now a play on plasma collection in the US, which seems to be dependent upon the vaccination program and people relaxing about giving blood but it seems to be a slow process. Anyway, glad to see CSL looking a little bit better, but man in the moon would tell you it's still in downtrend. If it breaks that downtrend, might be worth a bit of a look. Broker target price is undemanding, 2.1% above the current share price at the moment is the average broker target price. Domino's Pizza also upgraded by City yesterday. The share price is almost hitting record highs. It's up 88% in a year. All the broker target prices have been left behind. The average broker target price is 9.9% below the current share price. A lot of brokers haven't upgraded since results in February. City upgraded yesterday. They actually upgraded their target price, can you believe, by 44%, which is not exactly leading the share price. It's still 4% below the current share price. So brokers are doing what I call backcasting, which is sometimes the share price moves so fast that it makes their research embarrassing that their target prices are so far below the current share price. So city upgrading. I imagine some of the other brokers will probably do some upgrading as well when they update. Yields only 1.7%. Doesn't look cheap. Never does. P of 50. Hard to chase it at that price. I think if I held it, I'd still hold it. That trend is very strong. And finally, on travel, I know we've got a few case numbers in the northern uh, northern suburbs of Melbourne, but Macquarie upgraded corporate travel yesterday. 36% of their revenue comes from North America, 25% from Australasia, 24% from Europe, 16% from Asia. Macquarie says there are signs of strong domestic recovery in North America and Australasia in 2022, next year. And they highlight the recent update, positive update from Qantas, who said they were turning the corner, and Serco, which is SKO is the code, Kiwi company. They provide an online booking system for travel and their share price is doing a bit better. So Macquarie sort of calling the bottom a bit on travel. And if you look at some of the charts in the strategy section today on corporate travel, Qantas, Webjet, Flight Center, they are all looking a little bit in uptrend and at bottom of the trading range and bouncing. So we haven't added to our holdings. We are overweight and getting it wrong in the short term. Hopefully they will start to do a little bit better. Right, that's about it. In the newsletter on the weekend, you might have seen a load of stuff to watch and listen to, including Henry's Ask an Analyst webinar. You can find links to all these in the weekend email. Henry's Ask an Analyst webinar on Friday. This is an opportunity for members to ask him questions and he discusses a number of stocks of interest to members. You also have my Equity Mates podcast. Link to that in the weekend email. That's just me talking about the market generally and our approach to stuff. 
bit of a chat. Other stuff you might have missed me on the ABC last week. Chris, Ben and Tom did a podcast called On The Desk. I wrote an article about less risk, more gold, which was talking about those sentiment indicators. And Tom did a buy, hold, sell on mineral resources. Otherwise, a bit of a quiet week this week. There's a Macquarie conference on for the rest of the week. Domino's has an investor day tomorrow, as does APA. Otherwise, there are a few AGMs, but nothing major. And on the economic front, very quiet indeed. Right, as I leave you, Dow Jones up 42, our market up 49. Notable risers, Kogan up 3.4%. Rhythm Biosciences, this is a trader's stock, up 3.7% today, may have bottomed. Betmakers up 5.4%. Hub, I don't know why, up 6.6%. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, which I wrote up last week, and one broker had a sell recommendation, down 3% today. Right, that's about that. You have a fabulous day, and I will speak to you tomorrow.